Welcome to the Secrets of Supermom show, where we explore how successful, busy moms battle overwhelm, beat burnout, and stay happy in the process. I'm your host, Lori Oberbreckling, wife, mom of four, corporate executive, photographer, and author of the book, Secrets of Supermom, how extraordinary moms succeed at work and home, and how you can too. Hey, hey, friend, welcome to episode number 12 of the Secrets of Supermom show. We are officially at the end of part two of the book, which is the secrets of the body and mind, uh, secrets of the mind and body. Um, We are starting next week going into part three, which is the final part of the book, and that's the secret skills that super moms use to succeed. Uh, So this week, as a wrap up to part two, we are talking about mindset, and that's based on chapter 11, which is super moms believe they will succeed, the secret of mindset. So what's mindset? Mindset is a set of personal beliefs, personal thoughts that combine together to shape how you make sense of the world. So it affects the assumptions that you make, the feelings that you feel, the way you think about other people, and the way you think about yourself. So it is pretty important, right? We can tell that that is really setting us up for the way we believe everything. Uh, And so mindset is Often it feels like it's reactive. So like it's automatic, right? Like it means that it, you know, this set of beliefs that I have and it it controls how I see see the world. So it's going to just automatically come to me. But that doesn't mean that it's permanent. It doesn't mean that you can't practice a mindset that you want and help to make it automatic. Just like we can practice skills that we want and make those into habits like we talked about in earlier episodes. So we're going to talk about a couple of different sets of mindset, a couple of different types of mindset today. Uh, In episode number seven, we focused on attitude. We talked about how to cultivate a positive attitude. And a lot of those tips actually apply here uh, because you could have a positive mindset versus a negative mindset. So if you missed episode seven and, and you're struggling with a negative mindset, go back and check that one out. But basically, a positive mindset means that your beliefs and thoughts sway towards the positive. So you might believe that things will work out even if something bad happens. You might see the glass as half full uh, if, you, if you think about um, it from the, from the standpoint of optimism. A negative mindset means that your automatic reaction is to see the negative pieces of a situation. You might see where you're going to fail or where you think you might fail. You might see risk. You might see danger. So this isn't always a bad thing, right? We need to be aware of risk and danger in situations where there is indeed risk and danger. The problem is when you start to see danger in places where real danger is actually minimal or maybe it doesn't exist at all. You find fear in places where fear really isn't warranted or necessary. So if you find yourself swaying towards fear and danger and negativity, then it is a really good time to really take an intentional look at your thoughts and really decide, are these rational? Are my thoughts rational? Are my feelings that I'm having about this situation rational? And are they serving you? And if not, then you have that ability to change them just by understanding what they are and understanding that they are not serving you, that they are not rational, and that you can make a shift. Okay, another type of mindset I want to talk to you about today is growth versus fixed mindset. So this was introduced by Dr. Carol Dweck, and she actually has a book called Mindset if you want to check that out. But this divides mindset into two separate categories. So you have either a growth mindset or a fixed mindset. A growth mindset 
is your belief that your talents in any area can be developed, that things can be learned. A fixed mindset is believing that you're born with specific skills, born with specific talents, and that they are innate. Um, so I want to use an example of something that you could you could be doing at work. So we're going to pretend that I just completed a presentation at work to my CEO. I prepped for this presentation. I was ready. And then I went forward and I did my presentation. I stuttered. I forgot part of my presentation. I read directly from my slides because I was incredibly nervous. And really, I just presented poorly, right? I, I did not do as well as I had hoped. So I could decide I'm a terrible public speaker. That's a fixed mindset. I am not good at public speaking. I'm a terrible public speaker. And that's that. Or I could decide that I've not perfected public speaking yet. Maybe I haven't had enough opportunities to public speak. Maybe I haven't done any additional training. Maybe it's something that isn't necessarily an innate talent of mine, but something that I could develop. And that would be more a growth mindset. So with a fixed mindset, I'm unlikely to try to get better because I believe I'm going to be bad. I'm probably not going to try to practice, to look for ways to improve, or to just do more to be better. With a growth mindset, I may believe, and I likely do believe, that I can be better at this. So maybe I'll schedule class on public speaking. Maybe I will look at ways I can practice, hopefully in front of people that are not so nerve-wracking as maybe my CEO. Or I maybe I'll experience experiment with different speaking methods. I'll try different ways that maybe I could be better. So you can see that you could have a fixed mindset about this situation or a growth mindset. And you can actually have a fixed or growth mindset depending on the topic. So I'll give you an example of mine. Um, for a growth mindset, I definitely believe that I can be better when it comes to parenting and when it comes to my career. I believe I can learn new skills. I strive to get better every day. I'm constantly working on being the best that I can. And I know that even if things don't come easy for me, I can definitely learn them and I can be better. I can be a better uh, career woman. I can be a better mom. I can work hard at these things. Now, if I think about it from a sports perspective, as in like playing sports, I completely have a fixed mindset. I believe that I'm terrible at sports and that I will always be terrible at sports. And no matter how hard I try at sports, I will be terrible. And so I don't try. Uh, and, and so you can see that I, you know, you could have this growth versus fixed mindset, but that that fixed mindset really can be holding you back because could I be good at a sport at some point? Sure, maybe. Uh, but I don't try because I, I believe that I'm not going to do well. So I want to talk about a couple of other ways that a fixed mindset might show up for you and maybe holding you back. Number one, you believe that your talents, your intelligence, and your abilities are innate. So you truly believe you're born with it or you're not born with it. And you believe that of others too. So if you see someone at work and they're doing really well at public speaking, they were born to be a public speaker. Someone that doesn't do well, they're just not meant to do it. Instead of they could train, they could work hard, they could do better. Um, if you're good at math, you're good at math, or you're not good at math, you're not good at math. Um, and so that could really be holding you back because there may be some things that you could really excel in if you worked harder uh, or if you tried a different perspective or if you tried a different way of doing something and you kind of put that aside because you believe you're never going to be good at it. Another thing that it can do for you is um, it will cause you to avoid challenges. So um, things like taking a new class, and, I'll, and I use an example of taking a Zumba class. So, you know, I'm not a great dancer, not coordinated, uh, not so great on the floor, but 
that would make me say, oh, I'll probably be really bad at Zumba, so I'm just not going to try it. But what if it's really fun? And what if I maybe I'm not as terrible as I think? Number three, you don't listen to constructive feedback or criticism, even when it maybe is helpful for you. So maybe your boss provides you a really good resource to get better at selling because maybe you did a bid defense and it did not go well, but you just decide, nope, I'm not good at sales and that's that. And so you don't try to get better. Uh, Another way it can show up for you is giving up easily. Maybe you are trying something new with your kiddos like potty training or having them try new foods and you just decide, oh, I wasn't good at it today, so I'm never going to be good at this. Uh, It can also cause you to feel threatened when others succeed. So you say, oh, it's not fair that Bill got all the brains in this project. It's not fair that it's just easy for Susie to go up and speak to people. And it kind of has you put off those people as if they were just born with it and so they're not actually trying and it can cause you to feel threatened. And then finally, it causes you to focus on the result of a situation instead of the process. So we've talked about in previous episodes making the journey count, right? Being able to, if you're going through a new process, if you're learning something new, if you're going through something that you've never experienced before, that really making that journey count, that process count. And oftentimes, if you have a fixed mindset, you just focused on what happens and not the process of getting there. On the flip side, let's talk a little bit about what a growth mindset might look like for you. You believe that some people are born with certain talents, abilities, smarts, but that those things can also be improved. So, of course, uh, folks like LeBron James are definitely born with more basketball talent than me, right? Than me as, you know, not even 5'3 and having zero coordination. But... Could I be better at basketball than I am now? Sure. If I practiced, I could be better than I am now at basketball. You know, I could, maybe I want to start a cake decorating business and I'm terrible at decorating cakes. Well, could I take a class, learn some more techniques, get better? Absolutely. And could I potentially have a business? I potentially could. Another thing, number two, is you are fired up by challenges. Challenges are exciting to you. You are excited to learn something new, excited for a challenge, instead of scared by it or afraid of it or believe that there's no way you'll ever live up to it. Number three, you know that you're not going to be perfect on the first try, and that's okay, and you're willing to accept criticism because you know you won't be perfect on the first try. So you're not expecting to be wonderful at something or terrible at something, and that's that. And when you have a fixed mindset, you do believe your talent is there or it's not. With a growth mindset, you go, okay, maybe I am not as talented as this as some people, but I bet I can work harder and be better at it. Number four, you can push forward through adversity or failure. So when you do have something that doesn't go as you think you you want it to go, you say, okay. I can make changes here. I can do better next time. So maybe you had an interview and it did not go well and you did not get the job. Okay, I'm going to practice my responses. I'm going to take an interviewing class. I'm going to review my resume again. And you can go back and you can make changes. Number five, you enjoy the process. So we just talked about with fixed mindset that you're looking at the end result and you're forgetting to enjoy the process. You're not looking at the process of getting there. And with a growth mindset, you actually enjoy that process. Maybe you even like the trial and error of that challenge to say, ooh, that didn't work. I'm going to try something else. Ooh, that didn't work. I'm going to try something else. And that can be really hard, but it also can help you so much by, by improving in baby steps that the whole process makes you better, not just that end result. 
And then finally, you are inspired by others instead of threatened by others. So you can say, wow, Jenny was promoted three times in the last three years. That is amazing. She must be doing something right. I'm going to see if she will mentor me instead of she probably just is is meant to be, you know, a salesperson or she's probably just in well with the boss. All right. So you can see super moms do not let these types of challenges hold them back. They don't let them hold them back at work. They don't let them hold them back at home. And so by using this idea of a growth mindset, you can learn how to change your mindset. You can learn how to take those fixed beliefs and make them growth beliefs. You can believe that you can be a better mom. You can believe that you can be better at your career. You can believe that you can get anything if that you want if you are willing to work for it and figure out how to get there. And what's great about this is that you can also teach your children the same thing. Maybe they're not born with certain skills, certain talents. Maybe they don't have abilities in areas that they really would like to excel. And so it helps you teach them that with practice, with determination, that they can get whatever they want. Okay. That was growth mindset and and so, and fixed mindset. And there's one more mindset that I want to talk about that we talk about in the book. And it shifts gears a little bit, but but stick with me. Because mom guilt is a type of mindset that many of us have allowed to kind of seep into our lives. And we're sitting in this mom guilt. So are you feeling guilty? Do you struggle with mom guilt? And that mindset is is something that will kind of sit with you and then you can't seem to shake it off. So often as moms, we might be feeling guilty for for a good reason, but often we are not. It is not a valid reason at all. We are maybe at work and we feel guilty that we're not home, even though we're providing for our family. We're showing our kids what you can achieve if you have a big dream or a big goal, but we're here but we're here feeling guilty because we're not spending every moment at home. Or maybe on the flip side of that, we're at home and we're feeling guilty that we're not working. We are feeling guilty that we're not putting in more time, even if we just hit a huge deadline or just worked, you know, a 60 or 70 hour week. We are feeling these discomforts and we know that they're not rational. We know that we're working as much as we can and we're we're home as much as we can and we're doing all of these amazing things, but we're sitting here and constantly feeling guilty about where we're spending our time. So letting go of this guilt, letting go of this guilt mindset that sets in is the way to becoming a happy supermom, right? And as with other negative emotions, this guilt can sit with you and and cause bigger things. So it can cause health issues. It can cause depression, anxiety. It makes all of these things worse and starts to um, torment you essentially, So let's talk about some ways that we can, as moms, let go of some of this guilt, okay? Number one, forgiveness. If you are feeling guilty for a legitimate reason, if you actually did something and you feel guilty, by all means, apologize, ask for forgiveness, have a conversation about it. If you really believe that that is there because you have done a wrong, then write that wrong. Do as much as you can to write it. But most of the time, mom guilt is not a rational item that has happened that requires an apology. It is a feeling that you have that no one else is looking at you and thinking you should be guilty for. So that forgiveness that you need is not asking for forgiveness from someone else. It is forgiving you, forgiving yourself, and believing that you are doing the absolute best that you can. So I want to tell you a little story. 
when Cammie, so Cammie Cameron is my third. And when she started kindergarten, I missed the first day. I was not there for that week uh, of the first week of school for her. Uh, and I felt terribly guilty. I thought that, oh, this makes you the worst mom. And the reason that I missed it was I went to a work meeting. Now, could I have skipped that work meeting? Yes, technically, I could have skipped it. I could have sent the rest of my team. I could have joined via phone. But I knew that missing that meeting would set the tone for the way I would work with this client. And for me, it was very important. I knew it was many years in the, in the making. And when I really thought about it, Jeremy was going to be here. Jeremy's my husband, if you guys remember. And I knew that he could do the first day of school. So he got to go. He took all the pictures. He went for the first hour and listened to the story. And he hadn't done that before. And so I could have made a really big deal about how guilty I felt and, I mean, and probably upset her even more than she was already upset. And instead, I made a big deal about how amazing it was going to be to have daddy there, that daddy never gets to do this. And how fun would that be to have daddy there? And you know what, y'all? The day went great. I got to FaceTime the kids at the end of the day and everything was great. It was wonderful. It was not a big deal that I was not there. I did not need to feel guilty about it. Would I have liked to be in both places at once? Sure. Would I have really, if, if I could have done it in, in a way where I could be in two places at the same time, that would have been wonderful, but I couldn't. And so the ability for me to say, you know what, you can forgive yourself for this. And remember that sometimes when you miss things and have to bow out, it allows someone else to step in and lean in like my husband that those things are really important. So you can forgive yourself for things that you are feeling guilty about. All right, number two, let's talk about values a little bit. So I like to do what's called a values check. And in the workbook, if you have the Secrets of Supermom workbook, there this is in there. It is a, um, it's a pie chart, essentially, is what it looks like. And it's basically you draw a circle on, on a piece of paper, you split it into 10 parts. And then in each of those parts, you write the 10 most important things to you. So your, your biggest values. And you can get the Secrets of Supermom workbook. Um, if you go to the show notes, you can grab it there. Um, and then I've also um, told you guys before, you can go to secretsofsupermom.com forward slash SOS workbook if you want that. Otherwise, just do it on a piece of paper and you will write down the 10 things that you value most and then you'll number those one to 10. One's the most important, 10's the least important, but it is still things that really you find to be most important in your life. Now, take a look at that list and then take a look at how you're actually spending your time each week. Is that in line? So if your family is number one or your partner is number one or your children are number one, if those are number one and your time is spent very little with them, then maybe that is why you're feeling guilty because your values are not in alignment and that you maybe need to make some shifts so that you're spending the majority of your time or the most quality pieces of your time in the areas that you value most. Okay, number three is ask for help. Sometimes you actually are feeling guilty because you can't do it all because you can't actually do it all. Instead of trying to do it all, you may just need a little bit of help. And if you need help with getting help, Go back to episode five. That episode was all about help. We talked about asking for help. We talked about delegating. We talked about outsourcing and really how to get the help that you need from your family, from your friends, from your neighbors, from, from people on your team. And we dove a lot deeper into that. So if you need help, then take a look at that episode. But that may be it. It may be that you're feeling guilty because you think you can't do it all and really you're not supposed to. 
All right, number five, uh, number four, we're on number four. Uh, number four is zoom out. So what do I mean? Sometimes you need to take a big step back, zoom way out on your life. So I think of it as looking at it from like the perspective of an astronaut, right? I'm floating above the earth in my cute little astronaut outfit, my giant astronaut head, and I'm looking down at my life and I'm seeing it from really far away. And what do I see? right? What, what feelings do I feel? What, what do I see happening in my life? Does it actually look amazing? Does it look awesome? Do you see a strong, capable mom raising independent, well-adjusted kids? Are you seeing a career that you love? Are you seeing a family that you love? Are you in a relationship that you love? Do you see a healthy mom with healthy kids? Do you see smiles and joy and laughter and fun? Do you see those things when you're zoomed way out on your life? What if it doesn't actually look like that at all? What if you just take a big zoom out and it is not what you want to see? You're not seeing things that you want. It's not pretty. Then it really is a time to take a look back at those values. What are the most important things to you? And how can you start making those changes so that you are focused on only the things that you want in your life and that you're not seeing things that you don't want? And then finally, remembering that you are enough. Guilt often, especially as moms, y'all, guilt can often feel like you are not enough. You're not home enough. You're not a good enough boss. You're not a good enough cook. You're not a good enough partner. You're not a good enough mom. You're not, a good, you're not good enough at cleaning the house. You're not good enough at doing presentations. You're not good enough at managing your time. You're not good enough. Stop. You are enough. And if you're listening to this, if you are here listening to this, trying to be better, trying to do everything you can to be the best mom, the best career woman, the best human that you possibly can, you are definitely without question enough. Okay. We are going to wrap it up. We're going to talk about our one small step. You remember every single episode, we talk about one thing you can do right now today, immediately to use the skills from this episode. So we want to talk about what can you do to improve your mindset right now? And we're going to use this thing we just talked about, which is take five minutes and zoom out on your life. Look at your life in that 10,000 foot view. Determine what do you see? What do you hear? What do you feel? What does it look like? What is it? What does it feel like inside? And then focus on those things that are amazing and be grateful for them. And then focus on the things that maybe aren't so amazing. And remember that you are in control. And if you want to make changes, you can start working on a plan. We can start working on a plan. And if you want some help with that plan, I have some really exciting things coming. So keep listening. Stay tuned. There's a lot more fun coming in July and August. I'm very excited to share it with y'all. And I can't wait. So I want you to have a fantastic Independence Day weekend. It is almost the fourth. Very exciting for us in the U.S. I hope you enjoy time with your friends. Enjoy time with your family. Enjoy time relaxing and taking a step back. And I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Secrets of Supermom show. It doesn't have to end here. Head over to secretsofsupermom.com and take the quiz to find out your personalized supermom superpower. Or if you want to hang out in the next best thing to real life, join me at Secrets of Supermom on Facebook or Instagram. Big hug, y'all.